You are listening to the Real Housewives of the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Rogers. In this sweet space, you'll hear from women who are like you and some that are not. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard on subjects like marriage, homemaking, friendships, ministry, parenting, and seeking God. You will also hear from me sharing what God is doing in my own heart. The enemy of our souls wants us to feel alone, and that couldn't be further from the truth. So if you are like me and need that reminder, join us as we laugh and cry together, giving God the glory through the stories of our lives. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Real Housewives of the Kingdom. Today is one of my favorite episodes that I do every single year when I get to have my favorite guest of all time on. Who's that? (laughs) You. Me. My hubby, Kevin Rogers. Welcome. Welcome, hubby. Welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. (laughs) We like to do a anniversary episode every year and just kind of like recap on what's been going on in our marriage and things that we're thinking about and things God's teaching us because we like to just share that with you if we can. A whole lot of fun. That's what. <laughs> that is what's going on. We do have <laughs> so much fun. And that's a key. Keep having fun. Um, so we, last year on our 20th, we had ultimately hoped to go back to Paris because we honeymooned in Paris and we went back 10 years later. So on our 20th, we really hoped we would make it back to Paris, but it was just impossible. <laughs> well, at least it was impossible in September. Yes, exactly. So we also had some pretty big birthdays this summer. I turned 40 and my hubby turned 50. That old guy. <laughs> and so we just decided, we we got an opportunity. My hubby had a, a point that he could take a little break from work and he had some uh, hours that he could take, vacation time he could take off. And so we went for it and we decided to not only celebrate our 40th and 50th birthdays, but why not still be celebrating our anniversary? Because yeah. we're still in our 20th only anniversary year. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So we decided to go to Europe. We did make it back to Paris, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, but we decided to call it our homeland tour. The homeland tour. Homeland tour consisted of uh, going back to Ireland and Scotland for my heritage and Germany and the Netherlands for Caroline's heritage and then of course Paris for our anniversary extravaganza. And we you know it was a whirlwind tour. We um, we were gone for two weeks and that started the day after my brother's wedding which was incredible. We are so excited about our new sister Ashley. She is precious. She is and their wedding was amazing. Oh my gosh so much fun and we literally left the next day after the wedding and so it was just uh, it was it was very exciting, but we definitely bit a lot into a, lot. a little bit of it was, time. It was a lot. I, I don't necessarily recommend it. It was it was a blast to do, but man, was it tiring! Oh, Our yeah. feet were so sore. We averaged around fifteen miles a day walking, which uh, is a lot, <laughs> especially <laughs> because with our we new jobs. Yeah, we didn't run a car. We did take trains uh, or boats at different times. Trains, planes, <laughs> and automobiles. And, uh, and <laughs> no, we didn't take automobiles. Train, Actually, planes, and boats. We didn't really, we didn't get in any, one no. time, we took one Uber when we were in Scotland. We took one Uber mm-hmm. to the beach, mm-hmm. but that was it. And it was just a little too far 
uh, to get to otherwise. And we had a very limited time. Um, that being said, one of the one of the cool things that my hubby found when he was in Dublin, if you haven't looked at my Instagram or seen our faces, uh, my hubby is a redhead and I love it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there is no lack of redheads in Ireland and Scotland. Yeah. He saw so many. We were like, here they are. They're all here. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. And I mean, honestly, if you are a Harry Potter fan, Scotland, Edinburgh, Scotland is a must go. Oh, yeah. And it's just a beautiful city in general. I mean, the whole city is just old and amazing just, architecture. Yeah full of culture of Scotland. And I mean, just magical. The whole thing felt magical. I just couldn't even believe every turn, every little alleyway felt like you were on a movie set somewhere. It was just so so incredible. And one of the cool things when we went to Hamburg, Germany, which is where my great grandma is from, my great grandma and grandpa actually were both from there. And her mom was named Caroline. And she named her daughter Caroline. So my great grandma was Mina. And she named her daughter Caroline after her mom. And that is my grandma. And my mom named her daughter after her mom. So it was kind of cool to go there. My great grandma Mina came over to America via Ellis Island on a ship when she was 18 years old with $17 in her pocket single. And I just find it so brave. And it was really cool because while we were there, we found that there was this church that she had been christened in in 1894. And the church tr- still stands? Yes. The christening uh, bowl still stands? And the church was built in 1893. So it was brand new when she was christened there, but it was so cool and it was open. We were able to just like walk inside. And I have that photo of her right after she was christened. Um, I never met her personally, but I was very close to my grandma, her daughter. And so it was just really cool to be there at part of my, you know, huge part of my heritage being in that city. So um, that was really fun. And uh, the Netherlands, of course, we went to Amsterdam, which isn't technically where my family was from. Um, But uh, it was really beautiful and the architecture and the food and the fun and the people. Um, But it was for sure a whirlwind tour. I mean, most cities, we were there for maybe a one full day yeah. and then a half a day, whether that was on the in or on the out. Right. Um, and we did flights most of the time, which uh, in Europe, if you don't know, you can fly really easy and actually cheap. Like one of our, like our flight from Dublin to Scotland was 13 euros, which is, you know, around 15 bucks basically. And we, other than booking our hotels and our flights and we, we didn't, overly pre-plan uh, mm-hmm. which was good in a way and bad in a way there were a couple of things that we would have loved to have seen that we should have bought tickets for like edinburgh castle was sold out or and the cory ten boom house Corrie ten boom house was closed they were there and the, frank, and house. frank house was uh was sold out uh and just various things that we didn't know but it's it's so hard when you do the research uh what comes up is very very commercial you re- try to research events and specific concerts come up through Eventbrite and things like that, where you're like, well, that was kind of looking for a little bit more of the 
hometown feel. Yeah, the actual local stuff. And we did come across some really we cool did. local stuff. So, um, And we kind of wanted it to be that way. One of our favorite places in the world is Disney World. And um, we love Epcot Park and we love the World Showcase there. If you don't know, if you haven't been there, it is a section of the park that has each country represented. About 11 countries. 11 countries. And each of them are represented with uh, food and shops. And sometimes there's a ride or a show that you watch in the country. And it literally looks like you stepped into that country, a a little small version of that country. Mm -hmm. Often the people who work in that country are from that country, speak that language. And it's a place that we've always loved. And so we kind of feel like the way we did Europe was our Epcot tour. We popped in, we shopped a little, we had some food and some drinks and saw the sights and popped into another country. (laughs) So that was an incredible experience. Now we took a bullet train from Amsterdam to Paris and that was pretty cool. We could make it there in two and a half hours, which is pretty quick. Um, And we went back to Disneyland Paris. And of course we honeymooned in Paris 20 years ago. Again, like she said before, we went there about our tenth year, mm-hmm. not exactly. On we our spent New Year's. Either. We spent New Year's there mm-hmm. at the base of the Eiffel Tower, and it had changed a lot. Actually, the city. I felt like uh, there was a lot of changes around the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. You can no longer walk directly underneath it unless you have a ticket to go in. It's kind of all walled off, and it was not like that ten years ago. No. So that was kind of interesting to see that. But we did make it to Disneyland Paris, which we absolutely love. And um, it was cool because uh, we, when we were on our honeymoon, we did not stay on property at Disneyland Paris. There are several people. A pricey. Yes. And the <laughs> people really in our lives who wanted us, who were gifting us things like our hotel stay for our honeymoon, um, just thought it was very important we didn't stay at Disney. And it's so interesting because it's, I think back and I think, man, should have just let us stay at Disney. We would have loved it. But (laughs) ultimately, uh, so we stayed there now because we can. And uh, we ended up staying at a hotel that we ate at on our honeymoon and uh, said when we were there, I wish we could stay here. So Sequoia Lodge. A lot like Disney's California Adventure, if you've ever seen it. Yeah, the Grand Californian. So um, it was really incredible. And we got to be in the parks. And it was just, um, it was absolutely magical. That's where I turned 40. And so we on my 40th birthday, we actually spent some of the day in Disney. And then we headed off into Paris, where we had a room with a view of Arc de Triomphe, which I was not expecting. No, when we, very unexpected. Well, we were close by, so we it knew wasn't we were close. Yeah, but often we weren't paying enough to have a view. So, um, so <laughs> I often think they're going to put you in the back with a view of the alleyway. Um, but we had a view of the Arc de Triomphe. Um, I mean, you kind of had to lean out the window to see it, but it, you we're, could still we're okay see it. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it was magical. Of course, never enough time in Paris. Um, there's just so much to see and so much to do. And we just yeah, but it, you know, it's, it's the city of Paris. Actually, there, there's enough to get to in only a few miles of walking. So mm-hmm. yeah, love jumping into the culture, getting some French food, and and uh, um, just enjoying the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, and 
And just uh, walking by the Seine, it's just, oh, it's so magical. The little cafes that mm-hmm. are just tucked into some alleyway and cobblestone streets. I mean, it just is one of our favorite places in the world to be. So we never get tired of it. <laughs> and I guess I have to say, like, I'm sure the, you know, the people who had an opinion about us not staying at Disney just wanted to make sure we would actually see Paris. But honestly, I have to say Disney has been such a huge part of our lives um, and something that we love to do. And so I don't think that's bad either. For me, seeing being at Disney Paris is part of the culture and I love that. So. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Had a great time. Uh, just and and we spent a couple of days so that we didn't have feel the rush of trying to get everything done. And and we didn't feel like mm-hmm. we had to get everything done. Yeah. There are rides there that are similar to either Florida or California, so we didn't feel like we had to do absolutely everything. Yep, exactly. But it was wonderful. It was just wonderful to be back. And um, yeah. Now, we did have some very exciting events that happened on the flight home. So we were flying from Gatwick, which is London's kind of smaller airport, Mm -hmm. um, back to LAX. And it was kind of a crazy day checking in. There wasn't enough people checking in. Yeah, yeah, they were short staffed. So they were behind schedule. So they had to delay the flight. Yep. There was our flight and another flight flying to San Francisco. So it was really crazy. Um, We barely were able to grab just a cup of coffee and a muffin before getting on our flight. Um, And, but one, I mean, one upside was uh, we could not afford to upgrade um, ahead of time (laughs) to premium class. They didn't have first class or business class, but they had premium class. Yeah. And so we couldn't afford to do that. But uh, once we got on, they actually offered a premium upgrade for much, 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 much less while we were on the price. Yeah. And so we decided to go for it. So we had for our flight home, we did have seats that reclined and a little more space and um, so it was definitely, um, that was kind of a fun uh, part, but we were on the flight and we start taking off and it's raining and storming and we're kind of getting, we haven't even leveled off yet. No. And we suddenly get struck by lightning. Whoa! <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so crazy. You just warned the plane was getting ripped into pieces. It sounded like metal rippling. Yeah. It was a we- loud boom. The, the whole plane shook. Um, it was crazy. And we look over and there was a couple sitting next to us who were from Irvine, California. Um, and he looked at us and he said, oh, these planes are made for lightning, super calm. And we were like, wow, this is, that's crazy. Are they made for lightning? <laughs> there, okay. wasn't, there wasn't a word from the staff for about a half hour. Yeah. We're crazy. Not, not the pilot, not the crew, nobody. And then we see one steward runs from the back to the front and he's using these giant hand gestures to the stewardesses and stewards in the front. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like what is happening? You know, and we didn't plummet to the water. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like, okay, like, I mean, we're obviously somewhat okay but then the pilot comes on very calmly as pilots always do ladies and gentlemen sorry to keep you waiting but that was lightning that hit us and while we don't detect any kind of issues gatwick has suggested that we fly back (laughs) i mean just very much like that and then he's like we're gonna be in a holding pattern 
and uh, we'll be back with you shortly and let you know more. Yeah, so we flew around for three hours while we burned off fuel. Yeah, and that's what we found out. And the pilot came back on and kind of explained that, but they didn't explain it right away. They would not give us any food. They did give us water, but that was it. We were starving. starving. And meanwhile, we've like upgraded to premium. So we're thinking free food, free drinks, yeah, bring it on. Bring something, bring us stuff, please. <laughs> we just got hit by lightning. Um, and so then, you know, then we are getting ready to land and the, the pilot lets us know why we are in this holding pattern. He says, well, uh, we just have uh, too much fuel. We're too heavy. And that the Gatwick airport is wet. The runways are wet. So as we kind of are heading back, finally, um, he comes back on and he says, ladies and gentlemen, when we land back in Gatwick, uh, you will see fire department on the ground. And I just don't want to alarm you. This is protocol. And I looked at Kevin. I'm like, is this really protocol? <laughs> and so, are they going to notify us at the last second to brace ourselves? Yeah, that's I mean, we kind of expected because I was like, would they tell us if like part of the plane was ripped off? Would they actually say something to us or not? And so um, so we're just like, so we recorded a little video just like <laughs> what our thoughts were right in the moment. And then um, when we landed, we actually did see like so many fire trucks. They landed us on a runway that was like way outside of the airport, like far, far from the airport. And um, sure enough, we landed fine. Uh, fire department came, went all around the plane. They finally taxied us to this other yeah, area. They, they let us off and we got off on one side of the plane and I, I looked up at the plane, didn't appear to be any damage. We get on the bus, we go around the other side of the plane, no damage that we could see. Yeah. But they said, we're going to need to get a new plane. We're going to need to get a new crew. Mm -hmm. And so they said, um, we're going to take you back to the airport. Now, at this point, we've realized that we've watched this pilot of a TV show called Manifest where <laughs> these people, yeah, they get struck by lightning and they, they come, come back five and a half years later. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, everybody check what year it is when we get into the airport because it felt very ominous. very weird. Yeah. The whole thing was ominous, especially after getting struck flying around for three hours in a circle. We were flying in a circle. Big circle. Big circle, but a circle nonetheless. So it just felt like we're just seeing the same thing over and over and over and over. Um, now, granted, this is six six hours from the time that we were originally supposed to take off. Yes. We're just now landing back at Gatwick. Oh, my gosh. It was so crazy. And so we get in, and they kind of um, say, well, just you know, check the monitors. And so they said at 7.15 that PM, now our flight was supposed to leave at 10.30 AM. Mm -hmm. And they said at 7.15 PM, check look the at the monitors. So we go get some dinner and we kind of let our families know, you know, what happened. Just said, hey, our plane got struck by lightning, but we're okay. And, um, and then we uh, check the monitor and they give us our gate and we head on and we fly home yeah, yeah. <laughs> but about, it was about 10 11 hours after we were originally supposed yeah, to yeah and so that was our super exciting <laughs> end to our trip and it's kind of funny because kevin from the time i met him was always like i always i've always wanted to feel like what it would be like to be struck by lightning and i want to like, i want to no. experience all that life has to offer and if, if it is being struck by lightning is one of those things I'm all in. And uh, well, I guess that's off the list now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thank you, Lord, for checking that off the bucket list and letting us live to tell the tale. Um, I think I wasn't, We neither of us were really afraid. We were, I, I think I was more afraid, like if something in the landing gear was broken, like I was more afraid of 
like surviving a landing that could be really painful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah know. I'm not afraid of dying. Just, yeah. just pain. In just general. the pain. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, mm, how's it gonna go? So, anyway, so that was just that was exciting, fun. We made it home safe and sound, and um, enjoyed our upgrade, our uh, super cheap upgrade to Absolutely. the comfortable oh, seats. Finally, got the food and the drinks, and and the treatment was so good. Yeah, lifted our legs up on our little like reclining seats. But and, of course, we landed back in LAX eleven hours after we were supposed to, so that made it a very late night drive. Yeah, home. and we and if you don't know, we live about uh, three and a half hours north of LA. So we decided to actually just drive home, even though it was like one o'clock in the morning by the time we got to our car. So because we just thought, well, we better do it because we're actually kind of awake right now. <laughs> and so, oh man, it was, it was crazy. I think we got to bed about 5am that yeah. day. So, uh, California time, but that is, that was our trip. It was really fun. Hey, hey guys, guys, it's Kevin and Caroline Rogers. Rogers. As you probably know by now, we love our marriage and are so passionate about giving others the tools they need to truly have a joyful marriage. It breaks our hearts to know the divorce rate, whether you are a Christian or not, is 50%. Yikes. We also know that nobody gets married and hopes to have a divorce. Exactly. This is why we feel God has given us the motivation to equip as many couples as possible before walking down the aisle. On our 20th wedding anniversary, we launched an online premarital course. We share our own experiences as well as what God's Word says about marriage. In it, we go over five cornerstones of a healthy God-honoring marriage and give you tangible tips on how to walk in it. You'll have over five hours of video teaching from us along with downloadable resources to take into your marriage. We have always loved our marriage and want you to love yours too. If you're getting married and would love to have some great tools to take into marriage, join us today for the course. Hey, even if you know anyone who is getting married, be sure to share this info with them. Link to the course is in the show notes or on our website, MarriedRogersNeighborhood.com. While you're busy planning your wedding, don't forget to plan your marriage. Join, join us and, and learn, learn how, how to thrive and not just survive. survive. But now we are wrapping up our 20-year celebration and gearing up for 21. 21! <laughs> our anniversary can drink in a <laughs> I know. It's old enough to drink. Imagine that. Um, and in some places, it can rent a car. <laughs> right. Just for slightly more. <laughs> for slightly, slightly more, higher rate. Slightly higher rate. <laughs> um, and so our anniversary is a week from today. And we are looking forward to celebrating 21 years of being married. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do on the day as of yet. We'll find something to do. But then within that year, we will definitely make plans. Uh, and just to reiterate, we've said that before, but don't get so your mind so set on celebrating that day. Celebrate the event and make time for it. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And... Well, and even if you go back and listen to our 20th anniversary episode, you know, we'll talk about the fact that we would have loved to go back to Paris yeah. at that point. And it was, I was honestly, like, I was a little bit sad that we couldn't do something bigger. I know yeah. it's kind of weird that the big, like the even years or the 20, 25, 30 are like these milestones. And we, last year we went to San Francisco and saw the Harry Potter play. Which was honestly fun. San Francisco's a couple of hours away from us, but I have to confess that I did 
on the initial feel a little bit bummed. Like I had hoped on 20, we would do something a little bit bigger. Yeah. And we, and we had a great time. We also went to a really great little French restaurant in our town Mm -hmm. on our anniversary, which was like in the middle of the week, but it was so great. Um, so I mean, honestly, uh, now having been able to go to Europe and celebrate kind of at the tail end of the anniversary celebration year was just wonderful. And it just goes to show that uh, you know, you never know what opportunities God has around the corner for you. And, and, and our anniversary coincides with the anniversary of Disneyland Paris. Uh, our honeymoon was their 10th. Our our 20th was their, or sorry, our 10th, our 10th was, was their, their 20th. 20th. And, and right now our 20th was their, their 30th. 30th. So, yeah. so yeah, definitely cool to coincide with that. Yeah. And so it, it was, it's definitely great. And, uh, we are, but now we're about to turn 21 in one week and we are looking forward to see what God has for that. This year, we are getting ready to start a small group at our church, which we're excited about with some young married couples. And as you know, it's something that we love to do. Very passionate about. We love to encourage marriages. And I mean, one thing, and you can think about what is kind of in the back of your mind, but what's in the back of my mind in terms of like things that I've been learning lately and like in our marriage, what I would want to communicate to anyone listening who just wants some encouragement in their marriage is, you know, just the fact that you have to always be willing to learn about each other and grow. I think there's a lot of people who you know, think they know their spouse so well, and sometimes they use that as a weapon against Mm -hmm. them. Or, um, you know, and those kind of things are just, it it just doesn't ever help. It's, you know, that just keeps a wedge between you. There's almost like a competition between spouses. And sometimes that can happen when you've been married a little bit or a long, or a long bit. But that is something that is just kind of in the back of my mind that I've seen that I feel like we have both done uh, throughout our marriage is kind of be willing to learn about each other. Yeah. Well, not only that, but listen, um, hey, you know, if you're going to sit there and hold somebody accountable for your birthday, your anniversary, when you haven't, it's, it's possible that somebody's going through something and uh, uh, they need a little grace. So uh, my wife makes it a point of, of a month out, a, a week out, day, a day out of, of saying, oh, I'm so excited for my birthday. I'm so excited for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not going to be that chance where uh, it's going to be forgotten. Now, we'll also not, don't have the expectation of receiving a large gift on that day because our thing is all about the experiences and the memories that we make. So we plan things together. Now, we do do surprises every once sure. in a while, which is always fun and mm-hmm. exciting and sweet and romantic, et cetera, et cetera. So don't ever quit doing that. Keep that up if you can. And, but, but give each other some grace and, and communicate about what your hopes and desires and expectations are and plan. Plan your events and the excitement and the memories. Well, and even going beyond like events and things, you know, big holidays, even your day in, day out, it's so important, I think, to just remember that you're constantly learning about each other and through life's changes. I mean, like right now, you know, we've lived now in our new city for a little over a year, but we're still adjusting. We're still adjusting to the different the difference of living here, 
the proximity of, uh, of where we are to things that maybe we used to do regularly that we can't do regularly anymore, proximity to certain people we're not close to anymore, um, you know, even how our schedules are growing and changing. I mean, when we got here, I didn't have a job, but my hubby did. And then I got a job and recently my job kind of expanded a little bit. And so every day is kind of like, you kind of have to assess and, you know, look at what's going on and have some grace for your spouse and make sure you're both on the same on that same page of kind of having this humility and always being willing to learn about each other. And check in, check in. If you, if you've got questions, if you got concerns, if you need to get something off your chest, don't wait until it blows up. And then you have an argument on your hands. Talk Mm -hmm. about it, express yourself, you know, and 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 prioritizing spending time together. And that can't, I know that that is not easy. And I, I'm here to tell you, it will never be easy to slice that time out for each other. There's going to be somebody who will be disappointed. There will be something that you will have to sacrifice to do that. But I am also here to tell you that it is a worth it it's sacrifice. Worth it. Yes, Jobs will come and go. Friends will come and go. But your marriage, that should remain strong. The two shall become one flesh. You mm-hmm. guys are one. We, Caroline Rogers and Kevin Rogers, are one and we have to separate at times to go do work, but in our mind, in our hearts, in our spirits, we are one, and we are one, and with God being the center of our marriage. And not letting other things kind of slip in in importance uh, over that is really a key. I think that has helped our marriage to thrive. Um, the other thing being that we pray together every day, and I'm sorry if you feel like we are harping on that a lot, <laughs> but we will continue to harp on it yeah. if you're going to continue to listen to podcasts. It works. I mean, it like bonds you, ties you together, ties you where, to God. Where, where two or more are gathered in my name, I should be among them. So we feel that when we are praying together, that Jesus is, is sitting there with us and uh um, and his spirit lives in us but the act of prayer is like so cool when you come with your spouse because you're coming together with a common ask for the lord and that is you're asking in faith when you're coming together to ask him and it doesn't even have to be anything major you Mm -hmm. might not be asking for anything major but day in day out talking to god with your spouse is so important as is reading god's work together Mm -hmm. because that is the other thing you know like our we can get hard nose we can get you know very prideful we can get uh, in a way that makes us feel like, no, we know what's best. We know what's right. We see some of the things and pursuits that are important to us as more important than the ones that our spouse has importance on. And, you know, this is not something that is going to change. You will always come against these things throughout your entire marriage, but you have to, that's why you have to continually kind of be reassessing and assessing and being open to being humble and just learning about your spouse. Yes, yes. exactly. Just, and remember too, when you are going through times of transition, like we are right now, and um, even other times I can think about, you know, when my dad was in the hospital, or maybe you have someone you love in the hospital, maybe you have a new life circumstance, a health circumstance, whatever it is, 
just remember to have a lot more grace for each other in those times when uh, we are adjusting to new things. It can be really difficult and it will just be such a blessing if both you and your spouse can remember that to have grace during extra grace during those times and extra communication during those times. And uh, I think that that is just a really sweet way to to keep keep humble and to just stay as one throughout and changing make sure you get that time together. So if even if your job is very, very demanding, make sure that your weekends you set aside. And if you got to do some family events on one of the days or you have to do some you're, you're, you're involved in your church, that's great. Make sure one of those two days, whether you take the full day on Saturday to just even lay around the house together, mm -hmm. uh, spend that time together as, mm -hmm. a, as a couple. And I mean, maybe you have a project at your house that you're doing and the, the project needs to get done. Do it together. You know, try as much as you can to not do things separately or think separately. The world will tell you that that is the way that you're independent, that you need to pursue your own happiness and make uh, make things happen for yourself. But as believers, when you have God the center of your marriage, then you pursue things together and you pursue you want to pursue God things. So you want to, and that doesn't necessarily mean even something that's happening at church, but God wants your marriage to reflect his love for society. And that is the best way that you can do it. Yeah. All right, baby. Well, uh, we are getting ready to close here, but would you read this scripture in Philippians 2, 1 through 4? Yes, I will. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. I love that scripture, and I just think it perfectly says exactly how we should approach marriage. You know, when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, or my yoke is easy and my burden is light, that is how you do it. You do things the way that Jesus did them. And when you approach your marriage in that way, you will find joy in serving each other. And that is, and that's the thing that I want to continue to pursue as we move into 21 years. I want to say, I don't want to say that I know everything about you or about <laughs> marriage. I don't want to say that I'm a marriage expert or that, um, you know, that I know that all there is to know. I want to be, I want to learn more. I want to have a more soft heart. I want to have a more humble heart. I want to get my way less. And I want us to just shine Jesus' love God's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to our 21st anniversary episode. Hey, what? Woo! Woo
All right, friends, that's it for today. I'm so thankful you joined us and hope it spurs you on to encourage someone else. You can find and interact with me at Real Housewives of the Kingdom on both Instagram and Facebook and my website, marriedrogersneighborhood.com, which is linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you and you are not alone. See you next time.